0: My French, but you're an asshole. What? Do you want? Asshole! Uh, you're absolutely right, sir. You've hit the nail right in the head. I find out where she is. This isn't over yet, Buster. Do you read me? Uh Loud and clear, Mr. Peterson. Call me, sir. God damn it! Oh, 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 oh.
1: Everybody
2: was kung Fu fighting. Those kids were Are you ready? I'm ready. Yes! Welcome to the Dano and Sanchez podcast talking shit all night for one hour.
3: I'm not saying that anymore. I, I'm on strike. <laughs> You're on strike? Yeah. Why are you on strike? Uh, until there's peace in the Middle East. Uh, Dano, I'm not saying anything of value of value of any value
2: actually you jinxed me before so yeah. I like owe you money now I owe you like 5 million won <laughs> 5 million won you jinxed won, yeah. me while we were setting up the studio you fucking prick <laughs> anyways happy birthday
3: thank you thank you very much 27 today
2: 27 today right,
3: yesterday
2: new album coming out Correct.
3: next year-ish yes. uh, early early 2022 so the main
2: question here is are you truly committed to the bit does your demise come right before the album comes out?
3: Well, I've been like I'm, I've been considering this. Uh, if I'm really a true musician, joining the club I have to join the club. No yeah, uh, <laughs> it's how much do I believe in the music? Yeah. And I believe the music is pretty good. So, you know,
2: it's a it's an attraction. Yeah. It's a draw. The grave is, is calling you. Yeah.
3: The good news is I have 363 364 days. to yeah. Complete my mission. <laughs> so I don't have to. I don't have to get too hung up on it right now. Got time to think yeah. about it. I also need to get the music out first before. Yeah. I worry about. Death. And
2: you're kind of setting the schedule right now for the album and releases yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Awesome.
3: Pretty stressful because like there's there's whole people whose job it is to think about that stuff. But when you're an, you mean death? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that too. <laughs> whole industry. <laughs> yeah. No, but like to think about like when to release things. How to release things, oh, strategies man. and stuff. Yeah. I mean you're an independent artist, it's all just you. Yeah, right. And like I heard there are sixty thousand songs released on Spotify a day.
2: A day. And that's so, up from like forty thousand the last time I read that. That's mad. It's but maybe crazy. it is forty
3: thousand. I might have just take that. That's like,
2: that's like an average day. I read that like a year and a half ago. I'll bet you it's sixty. That's mad. There is crazy amounts of garbage out there. Like, the amount of promos I get from these half assed labels and stuff just for the radio show, it's unbelievable. I'll mine through them and I'll go through them. Like, you know, I want to find like a gem, you know, a diamond in the rough type of thing. That is some hefty mining.
3: And they're from, are they from proper labels? Like,
2: no, no. Usually it's just like kind of homegrown labels and guys who saw me on like whatever Instagram. (laughs) or shit like that and yeah you're
3: pretty big on Instagram or do?
2: I don't want that shit <laughs> no. to be perfectly honest but I do get stuff from like proper labels that I really like so that's usually is that, is that the
3: main perk of the job
2: yeah because you'll get stuff before it comes out that's good and then you know that it's coming out and you know you can ask them like hey could I play this like a day early or something like that But
3: I offered you that and you said no
2: Well, you know, I mean, you're kind of in the first category, you know? Shite. (laughs) Well, this is definitely shite. But um, i got to ask you a question. We got our first, like, big snow Mm. yesterday. Mm -hmm. Are you a snow guy? No. There's not much snow in Ireland, right? Mm. I mean, you're born this time of year. For me, I was just kind of curious.
3: No, there there doesn't seem to be regular snow in Korea either, but in Korea it's much heavier. Yeah. And, like... It's bitter, like the the cold is bitter, like I don't. It I don't care for the snow.
2: Yeah, it is bitter, bitter cold after it snows here. But I was kind of curious, you know, since it is your birthday, we're in late December, so I was wondering if you were like a winter guy, or do you more prefer other seasons?
3: I'm not. I'm not a seasonal guy. I don't. All, I can find a way to complain about any weather. <laughs> That's the beauty of being Irish is you yeah. can find a way to complain yeah. about the weather. You just slag off of. anything,
2: man. So anyone, anything. Correct. Slag it off. Yep. Alright, outstanding. Now, the question that's on everyone's mind since last week is, how is your cell phone battery situation? We got, like, a lot
3: of emails about that. Yeah, I know people were concerned. Thanks for your well wishes. Yeah, a Um, lot of, like, heart letters, you know, handwritten stuff. Some of them are in blood, too. It was weird. Um... (laughs) It, it's not much of a... Di- like, there is a bit of a difference, to be fair, but I just think, like, phone batteries now are just shit. Like, they're built to be shit. Do you know what I mean? So... Yeah. I, I don't really know how to judge it. You notice a difference when you're using it constantly, you're mm. on YouTube or whatever, and then yeah. when you are you leave it sitting for a while. So it's definitely better when I leave it sitting for a while. It doesn't die as quick as it used to. uh uh-huh. But when I'm actually using it, it doesn't seem to be as big a difference. uh uh-huh. As I would have hoped for 50,000 more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> rip off like <laughs> that well, was me in a sweatshop well plus give me a discount yeah i mean come on
2: yeah i mean they're, they're spending like 50 cents per unit to that's, make it that's probably
3: that's the high op- end optimist yeah, that's right. pretty optimistic
2: and then you gotta spend like a fucking hour at that place although you got there in the morning yeah so. i didn't
3: have to spend an hour i think we've we've talked about this though and uh i don't want to upset people anymore you know people seem pretty yeah you do yeah but not about this <laughs> not about this but something...
2: well people were concerned we got a lot of mail About that
3: Well I actually got Some feedback on the show um, My dad I didn't know He listened to it Oh really Yeah He said it was A bit smutty <laughs> <laughs> That's not what Your gram
2: says She loves it
3: uh, I don't think She's listened Since like the first episode But yeah. I, I was Because he One of the things He, he led with was Smutty You gave, gave that guy John Hard A bit of a hard time And well. I was like Yeah well I thought He was the only person listening to it Well that, that runs to the blood Doesn't it I mean that's all you do With John Hard Correct, yeah. <laughs> so I got to lay off John Hard this week. But he got his he got his customary mention, so he'll be happy.
2: Right, right. And that's contractually obliged. It is, yeah. That's... All right. Now, um, this episode, we have invited somebody who lives up in Dajon now, one of my good friends from back in my days, teaching at Kaplan in Chicago, and Kevin Nikolai. And even on social media, he still calls himself... ESL Kevin Nikolai, so we're gonna have Kevlar join us in a second, but we're gonna listen to his selection first. We've got Luz and the Yakuza with Dilem, and the theme today, Sanchez, is one of your favorite things. Pardon my French, on both levels or whatever level you can put it on.
3: I don't have much time for the French. Yeah, I don't have much time for the... <laughs> I do not care for them.
2: All right, so we're gonna listen to this, and Kevlar will join us in the studio momentarily, and this. Is Daniel and Sanchez talking shite all night? Got it, second episode in a row. Yes!
1: Oppure j'ai la haine, au plus c'est me font de la peine. This is pas un drame, c'est je ne fais plus la fête. Où c'est la sereine, où fais-tu la guerre? La vie est une chienne qu'il faut tenir en laisse. Vivre me hante, tout ce qui m'entoure m'a rendu méchante. Si je rate, je recommence. Quand je suis triste, je chante. Je ne jamais tout donner de moi. Dans ce monde, c'est le diable qui est roi. Elles me disent que j'ai la poisse. poisse. La cape de velours s'apa. Seul. Seul, seul. Si je pouvais, je vivrais seul loin des problèmes et des dilemmes. Na 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 na. Si je pouvais, je vivrais seul loin de mes chaînes et des gens que j'aime. Non, na 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 na. Si je pouvais, je vivrais seul loin des problèmes et des dilemmes Na, 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 Si je pouvais, je vivrais seul loin de mes chaînes et des gens que j'aime Na, 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 na Si jamais je freine et que je ne fais plus de scène Laissez-moi à l'arrière pour qu'à la source je me baigne Ma blessure saigne et le son monte à la tête Je reste la même et ce quoi qu'il advienne Au plus j'ai la haine, au plus ils me font de la peine n'est pas noir, elle est couleur ébène Douce et sereine, ou fais juste la guerre Tu n'es pas parfaite, ton erreur est humaine Seul, 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 seul. Je veux être seul, seul Si je pouvais, je vivrais seul loin des problèmes et des dilemmes non, 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 non. Je vivrais seul loin de mes chaînes et des gens que j'aime nan, 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 nan. Si je pouvais, je vivrais seulement des problèmes et des dilemmes nan, 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 nan. Si je pouvais, je vivrais seul loin de mes chaînes et des gens que j'aime nan, 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 nan. Au plus j'avance, au plus je devance Tant pis si tu ne suis pas la cadence Je ne sais même plus sur quel pied je danse Encore un acte trop frais ça dérange La mélodie me perce et me ronge Chaque mot me perce et dont je plonge Dans les profondeurs de mes songes Je nage me noie dans la pénombre Si je pouvais je vivrais seul, loin des problèmes et des dilemmes Nanananana na, 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 na. Je pouvais, je vivrais loin de mes chaînes et des gens que j'aime. Si je pouvais, je vivrais ce loin des problèmes et des dilemmes. Si je pouvais, je vivrais ce loin de mes chaînes et des gens que j'aime. Nanana.
3: Seul, 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 je veux être seul. Oh hello. Uh, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to everybody's favorite part of the podcast where Dano speaks to a guest and I sit quietly staring in his face. Dano?
2: Yes. Our uh, guest for this show is Indiaus, and he chose the last tune that was Lose and the Yakuza with Dilem. And today's theme is Pardon My French. We are in the studio with Kevlar, Kevin Nikolai, who is one of my homies from back in the day in Chicago. Originally from St. Louis, yeah? That is correct. Yeah. Outstanding. And he does a great podcast called The Perplexed Pat. Yeah. Yeah. So how many episodes of that have you done?
4: Like, I was trying to do them every week, and I started like a couple months ago. So I have like nine or something. Oh, Okay. That's uh, He's almost caught up to us. I, know, I noticed that. We <laughs> took a nice
2: six-month <laughs> vacation. A, April cool. to
4: November, I noticed there's a little bit of a break there.
2: <laughs> a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah, welcome to the show, man. Thanks Thank for driving you. down from Dajon. That mean, was no, wonderful. Actually, yeah, yeah, taking took the, bus.
4: the bus. Yeah, it was a great time. Yeah,
2: yeah, thanks. Outstanding. Yeah, I mean, nothing like a bus ride oh, in Korea. It. it is just fantastic. Did you have any, like, annoying bus people on the ride, or was it too early in the morning and everybody was just kind of quiet? And
4: yeah, it was zoned out, you know in the back row there you get that extra elevation yeah and it's weird I noticed
2: this I love sitting there too
4: yeah it's weird I noticed about Koreans no one wants the back it's like always the last seat taken on the bus mm. but in the movie theater they love the back and no one wants the front uh-huh. it's a weird little thing yeah I haven't figured it out
2: yeah because either of them in a movie theater for me is like too far up or too far back right. in a movie theater but yeah the bus that elevated it's back nice. couple of rows on a Korean bus oh yes that is choice stuff. Now, your theme for today is Pardon My French. That's right. So I guess there's... It's kind of open to interpretation here. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, what inspired me was I just happened to hear that song this past week from, you know, NPR's Tiny Desk concert? Dilem. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was just one from January, and it's this uh, Belgian Congolese lady named, and she calls herself Losing the Dilem. Or no, Losing the Yakuza, and that uh, was her song Dilem,
2: so... Uh-huh. I just liked it. That was good. Yeah, definitely, man. There's a lot of good, like, music from West Africa, the former French colonies, a few singers that I follow. There's really good stuff, like right, Malian right. and stuff like that. But, yeah, NPR right. Tiny Desk, man. Is that oh, the best thing going on? I mean, amazing. which one's better, like KEXP or the Tiny Desk concerts, you think?
4: I feel like the tiny desk, like, blew up in a way they couldn't have imagined. You yeah. You know what I mean? It was just like, it seemed like just a weird, fluky thing where they had, like, some folk singer on one time just for the hell of it and just, like, went <laughs> right wildly popular.
2: We're in a small studio, and yeah. then it's, like, Anderson yeah. .Paak, you yeah.
4: know? They have, they have a lot of, like, they're, you know, trying to help people find their ground, but yeah. they also put, like, Tom Jones on or Sting or something all of a sudden. Yeah, like, no, how no, did I mean, they pull this off? I
2: know. It's amazing. Yeah. And they always get, like, really crucial like hot names in music oh, yeah. i mean like it's turned into like this cultural event with every show man yeah, they might have been
4: early on Lizzo before people knew who Lizzo was, or you know, maybe yeah. even Billy. I don't know. Billy Eilish, I think yeah. she was on early. I don't know.
2: I saw this Korean band. They're kind of like a metal band mm. that plays with like Korean instruments on there. Pretty recently, they're oh, called yeah. Jambanai. Yeah, Monica listens to them. She likes them. I was like, dude, <laughs> they, they get. I mean, they they get like big names, right? But they also get these really cool, you know, artists that a lot of people wouldn't know about at the time, right? That gives them a lot of exposure.
4: Yeah, I love it. I think it's just a great thing they got going
2: there. Okay, so, well, pardon my French, can obviously be interpreted in a couple of different ways, so we'll see what happens for the rest. But Dilem, that's a pretty good tune, man. Pretty good stuff. Nice selection. Now, to start with our traditional first inquiry here, Kevin. Sure, sure. What is your most fucked up, funny, weird, stupid experience involving drugs and or alcohol? Doesn't have to be you. Could be a friend. Okay. Quote, unquote.
4: Okay. <laughs> or well, not
2: quote, unquote.
4: <laughs> this will be, be me. I'll be straight up honest. This is about 22 years ago. I was 20 years old, right? And I'm doing nothing with my life. Like, absolutely nothing. I'd, like, quit a job. I'd, like, come out of depression. So I, like, went to my high school to lift the weights. Anyway, I go to get a smoothie. Uh-huh. I'm leaving the smoothie place. This guy, he, like, knocks on my window. And he's like, hey, hey man, hey, mister, can I get a ride home? And I'm like, uh... Yeah, okay. And I, I kind of clock him at, like, 17 or 16. I'm like, his mom forgot to pick him up at soccer practice. Is this guy your age? It turns out, yeah, he was more like my age or a little older. But I, okay. mi- I misclocked him, right? He gets in the car and says, hey, man, thanks. I just got out of jail, and I
2: do not know how to get home. <laughs> and, like, that threw me a bit, right? <laughs> Wait. So... He doesn't know how to get home, like, even though he's in the car? Like, he doesn't have the directions, even? Like- no, he's, like, knocking on my car. So he's, he's just, like, let out, walked out of jail, right? Okay.
4: So he's, in, like, in the wrong part of town. He can't get to his house, right?
2: Uh-huh. So
4: so that, that was his deal. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll drive you home. And, like, St. Louis, I'm, like, thinking, oh, everywhere's like, 30 minutes away. But uh-huh. this guy doesn't live in St. Louis. He lives, like, way out in, like, Nowheresville, <laughs> Missouri, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm driving for, like, an hour and a half going, oh, man, I thought this would be easy. And uh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, so, like, why did you go to jail? He's like, oh, I was working at Jack in the Box, and some people called me gay, so I got in a fight, and the cops came. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, a couple
2: stabbings later. Uh, yeah, that's, that sounds <laughs> like a a, Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> seems like
2: there's some information missing from the story. I mean, at no point during this whole thing, you're yep. driving him, like, an hour and a half outside of town. You're like, is this a fucking setup, man? Like? Yeah. But then again. How do you get him out of the car? Right. Like, you couldn't just kick him out of the car. He'd get all pissed and just, like, fucking, you know, something could happen, right? This is some foreshadowing
4: here, right? (laughs) Here, but we'll get to that. So so I pull up into his neighborhood and like, you know, I I'm from the suburbs and this kid lives in like a trailer park community. So I feel uh-huh. like as in another country I'm not used to seeing trailer parks. You've never been here. I've never been here. I don't know this part of Missouri, right? Right. <laughs> so So I drive into the trailer park and like his like dad drives in right behind me and it's like getting dark now, you oh, know, Because like, I drove for so long. Fun. And so I'm trapped in the driveway. And I and like he wants to <laughs> hang out, he says, so I'm like, I don't know. He goes, I gonna need to get someone from the house real quick. So oh, he goes boy. he goes in his house and like all of a sudden his mom starts yelling at him. You can hear like you can hear the like the wall shaking <laughs> from the anger of his mom <laughs> seeing him there. And I'm like, oh God, what if I... What and he's my... just
2: having a homecoming yeah. from jail. Yeah. <laughs> and they
4: do not want him there. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> Clearly, Mom is not happy he's right. there.
4: And I don't know what I'm still doing there. Only he said, let's hang out. And I have got nothing going on in my life. <laughs> <laughs> let's hang out. And
2: you're trapped in the fucking driveway.
4: Dad yeah. just pulled up.
2: And yeah. Just... Well, where did Dad go? He just fucking walked away? Like No, no.
4: Dad's, like, waiting out, like, in the car. Like, <laughs> like just, like, staring me down. <laughs> So so he comes walking out, and I can hear the mom say, clearly, I'm calling the cops. Good. I'm calling the cops. And, I, and I'm thinking, maybe this is a threat. I don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> so I see in his hand, he's got like a Ziploc bag, uh-huh. yay fat, huge, like hundreds of dollars worth of weed in there, you know? Like, yeah, it doesn't look like high quality weed, but it's a lot. You
2: know, like, a <laughs> like lot possibly weed. like a pound, yeah. or something like yeah. that. like it a it big one. It was like
4: more than I've ever seen, more yeah. than I've ever seen in my life. And and he and he comes and he's carrying the thing. He's not like stuffing it on his shirt. He's just holding it like swinging it around. <laughs> it's his
2: briefcase, you know, pre-jail. Right.
4: And then his dad comes out of the car and starts yelling at him and, oh, and, and boy. yelling at me. He's like, "Who the fuck are you?" And and I'm just like, "I don't. I'm I'm picking up a hitchhiker and I'm in this situation now. I don't know your son." He's like, "Whatever." That's literally what he said. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> fuck off. Right. Yeah. So then dad and son have a father son little talk going on, saying your mom doesn't want you here. Like get the hell out of here. Right. So he hops in my car and but his dad like doesn't move the car. So I'm just like, well, I guess I'll drive through this guy's yard, but it's basically like a gravel yard anyway, so I guess it doesn't matter. Right. So I feel funny I'm driving through his yard and I'm like I'm like this kid's like, "Hey, I need to go pick up some more stuff." Oh, boy. Yeah, so, so, so we pull into another driveway, and it's dark now, and I'm getting scared. I don't know what's going on. I mean, clearly. And there's a bunch of, like, teenagers hanging out. And when I pull in, and they're they not, they not worried at first, but then they see him, and I can see all their faces get scared. And that was the first time I was, like, catching on. Like, oh, I should be scared of this guy. Oh, shit. Johnny's out of fucking yeah. jail, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. They're like, dude, you can't be here. Get out of here. He's like, I left my stuff here. You know what I'm talking about. Go get my stuff. They're like, dude, we're calling the cops. So then he gets in the car quickly. He's like, they're just being jerks. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening? So you're like, yeah, you're pretty popular in your local <laughs> yeah, area. Yeah, So, like, two people have already threatened to call the cops, including his mom. And he goes, he's like, you want to go smoke this? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. You're like, all of it? (laughs) You're like, yeah, something to take the edge off. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm 20. I'm an idiot. So we drive, but not far. We just drive like on the same street and pull into like a little church parking lot that's empty, right? Oh, boy. And we start smoking it. And it's like not good. Uh huh. You know, I'm like feeling bad right away. Schwag. It's n- it's some real swag stuff, right? So, uh, and he starts going, he starts telling me more about the jail experience and how it upset them that they they called him gay and how he thought he might be gay and how oh, he ha- and then he asked me that as he is wondering if I might be gay too, and I'm like, no man, didn't cross my mind. Uh...
2: Yes, <laughs> yeah. and so you guys are getting stoned, and he's getting way more real.
4: Yeah, he's getting way more real, and I'm just trying to take it easy, but I can't because this stuff is, like, already making me paranoid, and there's, like, <laughs> cops coming for me, which I think only kind of in the back of my mind till I see a police car, like, drive up. Mm -hmm. To the church parking lot and then look at me like in the eye and then go to where his house is, you know, because they they did call the cops Mm -hmm. that he came. So now I'm like, fuck, those are the cops. They're going to come back. And I've got a pound of weed in my car. I've got a pound of weed in my car. And they're looking for you at an ex-con. and I'm like, we need to get out of here. And like, so I like drive onto the main road, and it's like a highway. Mm. But I'm pretty blitzed on the weed by this point. (laughs) So you're driving like
2: 25 and a 65. Yeah,
4: no, it's a six. No, it really is. It's a 65, (laughs) and I'm driving like 25. And he's like, dude, you cannot drive. You are not going fast enough. And I look at the speedometer and realize he's telling the truth. Right. It feels like like you're going super fast. And he says, you gotta let me drive. And I'm thinking, oh no, he's gonna take the shit.
2: This is the long con, Uh, right here.
4: Yeah. So this is the moment I realized. No, I need to get rid of this guy. So I that that was the moment. That I know. A little slow. I'm a little slow here.
2: Yeah. You also made a key mistake in the parking lot. You should have said, "I need to get out of here." Yeah. Please leave the car (laughs) with your giant bag of fucking marijuana. (laughs) Oh my god. So, so I make the
4: plan at this point to get him out of here, right? Yeah. So I drive to a gas station to pretend to get gas. and to like, pretend to get gas. And, like, and then he says, let's go get some sodas or something. So I lock the doors. You know, I don't have the power locks. It's like a 1993 Saturn. Right. So I have to, like, reach over and do the
2: lock <laughs> as he's getting out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Old school cars, man. Right. Yeah.
4: So we go in and he uh, he's like buying cigarettes or whatever. And I'm like saying, do you have any other family that doesn't hate you that you can go? Because I know I'm about to ditch him, you know. Right. And I'm like, yeah, the family can go to. He's like, oh, man, go to my grandma's or something. I'm like, maybe you should go to your grandma's, man. Yeah. Like, you know, you just got to jail. Your parents don't want you. Your friends don't like you. Yeah. If your grandma's willing to put up with you, <laughs> go to your grandma's. <laughs> right. So I'm walking back yeah. to the car. Nicely, with him. With him. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I haven't told him I'm planning to get rid of him or anything, you know. <laughs> I unlock my door. I get in. He, he's catching on quickly, though. He's, like, knocking, hey, like, let me in before I've even, like, sat down all the way. Like, uh, he knows it's up. And then I lock my door, turn on the car, and I put it in reverse, Uh, and I hit it hard, and he falls backwards. But I didn't realize that there was, like, a ditch right there, so he falls back into a ditch. (laughs) (laughs) And so I just, like, knock this guy out after abandoning him, right? And then I'm driving as fast as I can, like, I got to get out of this part of town, this city. I don't know where I am. Right. And then I realize, like, oh, there are cops looking for me. And I got a giant bag of weed in my car oh, under so you my seat. Him? I didn't know that he left the <laughs> weed in the car when I did that. I assumed he brought it in the place, but I guess that would have been dumb.
2: Uh-huh.
4: So then I realized there's a bag of weed in the car. It's shit. I don't want it. I just throw it out the window.
2: <laughs> and then I drive home. And that's it. That's it, man. You didn't have a bunch of hillbillies finding you and showing up at your door, like no. I don't think that
3: guy had any allies. No. He was down to him. So if you're listening, write in. Let us know how, how that story went from your point of view. <laughs> <laughs> You'd not be too happy, I think.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you don't have your mom in your corner, no, you're pretty much fucked. Yeah. I mean, you can still find a few people after that, but mm, yeah. you're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel. I don't know. Go to Graham's place. She must have been like, I don't know, the granny that I picture from like Dukes of Hazard or something. Like yeah, come on in. Like they're all carrying guns in the front <laughs> roof and shit. <laughs> yeah, you want to smoke some weed? We got the bong over there. Yeah. <laughs> I love the whole twenty-year-old mentality, though. Like yeah, sure, man. Get in the car. What's right. up? Oh, you just got out of jail. <laughs> yeah, I feel I feel bad telling
4: that story because I feel like it. I, I wish people would hitchhike more. But, like, my one hitchhiking experience is that.
2: Yeah. You know what I mean?
4: And it's like, that's what happened,
2: uh, you know? You didn't get pulled over. And I nothing know. happened. You just went back to St. Louis and everything was fine. Yeah. I mean, like,
4: I arrive home and I just kind of... I just felt surreal. Like, this was, like, a weird night, you know? <laughs> I'm just like... How uh, late was it when you finally got back? Oh, probably, like... It, like, probably 10, 10 p.m. Uh-huh. And I just, like, oh, man, that guy is... Maybe his grandma won't let him in. Maybe he's, like, sleeping on the street. I don't know what he's doing.
2: He might still be in the ditch. You know? I mean, you you said you might have knocked him out. Because you
4: stole his
3: weed?
2: I stole his weed. (laughs) (laughs) I love the whole thing, though, that, like, his parents didn't really give a shit or weren't inquisitive enough to find the giant pound bag of weed while he's serving a bit in the pen. (laughs) And he just walks into the house like, yeah, got it. All right. (laughs) He just walks out like he's carrying a briefcase. And they're just like, man, this kid is fucking messed up. But yeah. Did the family seem like kind of fucked up too? I don't know. Well, you know. Trailer park. I mean, like the dad was trying to put up
4: with him. It seemed like wasn't as angry. Like it was just his dad. I don't know what happened with the mom though. Yeah. The mom was just like saw red when he came in.
2: Yeah. So he goes in the door and she just starts fucking screaming bloody murder. Yeah. Yeah. Because it also seems like nobody knew that he was getting out of jail. Like, he didn't fucking tell anybody. That seems like a bad
4: system, though. Like, (laughs) thinking back on it, that our jail just, like, let this guy walk out without talking to him. Like, so who's picking you up? Like, what's your plan from here? Like, nope, you just walk out the door. That's your life now. (laughs) They probably
2: asked him a little bit, but he was like,
4: nah, I'll be fine. I think
2: you're you're
3: overestimating them. Well, to
2: say that they probably
4: gave
3: a fuck?
2: Like? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to say that they gave a fuck. Yeah, you're you're right about that. But I mean they probably inquired a little bit passively. Like yeah. we don't really care. But right. do you have a ride? <laughs> have a ride? <laughs> what is your life now? <laughs> the Missouri Penitentiary <laughs> System. Oh man. Oh dude. That is a good story, man. Yeah. My dad had a run in. There was like a boys' home, like a serious Prison it's outside of uh, St Charles, Illinois, out in Kane County, just west of chicago and uh one morning he woke up he was still living at his parents' house. He had this little motorbike that he would ride around in in high school, okay, and he got out into the garage and there was this kid looking at his bike and he was like, Wait a second what the f- what the fuck are you doing here man and the guy was like, hey man, which way is Chicago you know and he's like Okay. And then, like, that day, he's at school, and, yeah, somebody broke out of the boys' home last night. It was probably that kid, man, eyeing his bike. Yeah. (laughs) He's, like, about to steal it. He's like, okay, I got to take this bike to, like, school right now. Sorry, man. And uh, it's a weird run-in, man. Ex-cons.
4: Yeah, I, didn't, I don't have much of that, you know? Like, so I, that story really sticks out in my mind when you say, <laughs> What's your most effed up w- drug story? Like, yeah, that, that comes right to the top of the list. Right Getting
2: there. stoned in the church parking lot, even minus the ex con, is pretty. Well,
4: well, it was so surreal with, like, the gay stuff, too.
0: <laughs> like, that reveal, too. That's like,
2: gone, I got. Gone, I,
4: I went to jail for. Because people called me gay, uh-huh. and I started fighting them. Assault. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, I think I might be gay. Or do you sometimes think you might be gay? And I'm like smoking right. this paranoid weed and he's looking at me in this church parking lot. I'm like, what is happening?
2: Yeah. Totally, man. That was a good twist. Yeah. I love the big reveal while you're in the parking lot though. Like I mean he obviously his next question is like, do you want to make out? Like right. you know, I've been in jail for a while, so Yeah, I
3: give you I give you some of that good good weed you have to pay me back somehow.
0: Oh
2: man, Kevin, that uh, is fucking amazing.
3: That could be that could be a short story like a movie.
2: Yeah, totally. That could be like a thirty minute, I think, like little animated movie where oh, you're for like sure.
4: You definitely should do that. I can't believe it like happened in one day, like in just a few hours, like all this weird stuff with this guy.
2: I think that's a weird thing about going through kind of a surreal experience where it feels like 30 hours rather yeah. than three.
4: For sure. It felt like a week adventure. Like, enough <laughs> stuff happened in that short
3: time. Yeah. I was scared of cops. I was scared of his parents. I was scared of his friends. I was scared of him. Imagine <laughs> how his life must be then. Because that was yeah. probably not a big thing in his right. life. Normal well, day. Right. Getting a shit jacked maybe. Was... Yeah,
2: just getting, like, a tiny little look in to the dysfunction of his life. It's like, what's, what's your mom yelling at you about? Oh, man, I don't know. you know. <laughs> Fuck her, man. <laughs> Let's go do gay stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go do gay stuff with swagweed weed in a church parking lot. Yeah. That is amazing. Now, when you pulled into the parking lot after this whole thing, when you pulled into your driveway, yeah, I should yeah. say, was there like a huge feeling of relief? Like, big sigh of relief? Like, oh, man, thank God. Fuck, I'm home, man. I don't know. I mean, once I once I kind of knew where I was
4: on the main highway, I, st- I felt that relief. Oh uh, yeah, okay. And once I threw the you know bag of weed out the window, I felt relief. <laughs> but when I got home, I just I was sad. I was sad for like that. That's how some people are experiencing life. Yeah, like getting out of jail like that, and I just thought, man, my life has nothing to do with that. Yeah, I don't I can't relate to this kid almost who yeah. just
2: went through this moment. Yeah, you know. it must be hard living, man. It God. Everybody who doesn't live in America kind of has this picture of America. If they haven't really looked into it, you know, streets paved with gold, richest country in the world, whatever, man. The underclass that lives in America like that is pretty hefty, man. Just constantly in and out of jail and... It's rough, man.
3: Who do you think looks on America like that? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, Dude. It's not how people view America.
2: I don't know. Ask some of like your Korean students or whatever. They'll give you a couple answers rough. like that, man. I mean, even college students back when I was teaching them up in Seoul. Oh, yeah. It was like, that's not really what America's like, okay? Like, yeah. Yeah, I got was... that
4: experience. Like when I was working here back in two thousand six, you talked to Koreans, they'd act like America was this amazing first class place and mm. Korea was developing or something. I'm like you guys are the developed country. What are you talking about? Yeah. Now I feel like they're catching on. Oh, America, you've got a lot of problems. Yeah,
2: oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it's not totally obvious <laughs> now, I mean I don't know when it's gonna be. <laughs> like it's fucking ridiculous. I mean, Sanchez, we're into oh. the uh, America-bashing section here, so, I mean, it's, it's prime time, I mean, no. Uh,
3: here we go, here we go. Uh, no, do you know what? It's got to the point with America where I, I kind of just feel sorry for America. Uh, kind of like, like I the don't trailer have, park kid? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even have, like, because a lot of the problems are, like, they're not even the, this generation's problem. No, they're, they're just, like, they've been there for so long.
2: Deep-seated, man, yeah. deep-seated. So, basically, America in the international community is the kid in the trailer park walking out with his giant pound bag of weed Correct. and uh you're the rest of the international community driving away like, Man, I feel fucking sorry for that cat.
3: <laughs> I, I I just I like that. I like it when Americans can be self aware about that, but I I have had Americans who are like who preach to me about like, you can't do this, you should do this, and you're like, hold on a minute, you know get your get your shit in line and then we can yeah, talk.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. It's pretty it's pretty ridiculous to even hear that, man. I was I was at my friend's house, and one of these guys was like ex-army, and he's like drunk late at night, and he's like, still the greatest country God ever created, you know, we're sitting around the campfire. I'm like, man, holy fuck, bro. I have, mean,
3: come on. Have you seen that, I think it's Jeff Bridges' part in The Newsroom, the show The newsroom. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's brilliant. Like, that, that's <laughs> a great bit. But it sounds like that that experience was actually a very good thing for you, because then it... Because you may have gone your whole life without witnessing that. Yeah, yeah. And maybe... Well, St. Louis, you know, like even my city, it's like extremely divided between
4: like wealth and poor. Like there's even a street called Delmar where like on the south end of the street, it's like, you know, half a million dollar houses. Yeah. And just above that is $70,000 shitholes. and Yeah. So mega
2: crime and all, you
4: that. know, or like I shouldn't say shittles, but that's like the way it's spoken of. Like, oh, that's like where the crime is. Yeah. And, you know, you know, obviously I, I didn't wasn't exposed to going to those parts of town because like, why would I? Mm. So even though I lived in the city, mm. you know, like I feel like in Chicago, we got like a little bit more of exposure to poor areas from. Ex- from
2: yeah, because yeah. they're so right on top of each other. Yeah, and yeah. I think the way the city is redeveloping, like, right. you know, they tore down like Cabrini Green. And oh, yeah. all these like pretty notorious um, housing developments. But even before they were torn down, it was like, Cabrini-Green's still here. It's 80% empty. Most yeah. of the residents have been relocated. And then there's $750,000 condos right yeah. across Clybourne Avenue. Right. So, yeah, it's weird like that. But Chicago is also seriously hyper-segregated. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. they have redlined the same way St. Louis is. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. Midwest! hmm Yeah. All right, so Sanchez, we're going to get into your French song for today, and uh, yeah. I guess we'll talk about it a little bit more after we let it bump. But um,
3: does it need an intro? We don't need an intro to intro this song, do we?
2: No, we can talk about it it's afterwards. Pretty much
3: a French anthem,
2: but yeah, pretty good uh, gift selection by your lady for the birthday
3: man. Correct. We'll talk about that after because it pertains to the song.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. This is Dano and Sanchez talking shite all night.
3: For one oh, oh, he did
2: it. <laughs>
4: Bitches ain't shit
3: but holes and tricks. Lick on these and the dick. Get the fuck out of up bitch Bitches ain't shit but holes and tricks. Lick on these and suck the dick. Get the fuck out of the I used to know what. It- uh, I suppose I have to now, don't I? I guess so. That was Le docteur Dre. Le docteur Dre. Bitches ain't shit.
2: <laughs> yes. Bitches ain't mailed. For the parted by French theme, and we are in the studio with Kevin Nikolai, my man Kevlar, who we met in Chicago. Now, Kevin, I was thinking about this moment that we had. At uh, Kaplan. Mm-hmm. We're standing next to the front desk at Kaplan. A bunch of students are milling around. It's like morning. We're kind of getting ready for class to start at nine o'clock, right? And the night before, we had gone to Wrigley Field and we'd watched a baseball game with all the students on like a student outing, right? Watch oh, yeah, the Cubs yeah, yeah. game. And uh, you were telling me right in front of the desk, and Emily's sitting right there. She was like the secretary at this place. And you were like, oh, that was my first game at Wrigley Field. That's the first game I ever saw at Wrigley Field. I was like, oh, you busted your Wrigley Field cherry, huh? And everybody was like, oh, my fucking God. (laughs) Like, literally everybody in the front room, like, turned around like, what in the fuck is wrong with you, Dano?
3: I often think that about you, Donna.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, feelings mutual. But, yeah, I was thinking about that while you were on your way down here. But, uh yeah, I had a lot of time to think too because I picked you up like an hour fucking late. <laughs> yeah,
0: thanks for that. <laughs>
2: yeah. I woke up at seven a.m. to get here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, got to keep our priorities straight sure, here. Sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, now it is our final segment of the podcast. We are turning the tables, so Kevlar is going to ask us some questions. Oh boy. Okay. Always this, our least favorite part. This is our this.
4: Uh, this one has a little bit of a setup. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Well, you are kind
2: of a comedian, so it's
4: not surprising. Okay, so you got to imagine a 500-pound silverback gorilla, okay? Uh Uh-huh. And it's been raised to handle two samurai swords since birth, right, (laughs) by an expert master. Of course. And the gorilla has been trained to kill and get high on the terror of humans, okay? So uh, he's at his peak physical fitness, and he's just been snorting an aggressive amount of cocaine that makes him more aggressive (laughs) all day.
2: Right. I mean, this is a pretty common danger in certain parts of Africa.
4: Yeah, yeah. Okay. And now you got on the other side because this is a fight. Okay. On the other side, you got a group of twenty-five of the most capable U.S. Marines, all equipped with five-inch-long Bowie knives. Mm -hmm. But they're only five-inch, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now you you drop them both in a hundred-yard football field. You know, with nowhere to hide. On the opposite edges,
2: right? They gotta stay yeah. on the field. They can't go into the stand. They can't or anything. go on
4: the stand. There's like 100 foot walls all around,
2: right? There's, a, there's obviously a huge crowd for this event, oh, too. Yeah. It's been pumped up. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> okay, now, but the gorilla, it's been trained to like charge immediately at uh-huh. the beginning of the fight. So it's gonna start running for the Marines, right? With, uh-huh. with double samurai twirling swords, yeah.
2: Yeah, kind of like that uh, robot android type of guy in one of those Star Wars prequels where he's just spinning around the lightsabers and heading towards Obi Wan. So, yeah. Sure, sure. <laughs>
4: so the question <laughs> the <nerd>. is...
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I got halfway through that, and I was like, man, I'm going to get burned on this.
0: <laughs>
2: Quiet, nerd. Yeah, all right. The question is, who wins?
4: So, so if one Marine is alive and the gorilla's dead at the end, the Marines win, you see. Mm.
2: But if they only have five-inch Bowie knives, I mean, if have they five. had the standard-issue six-and-a-half... No, it's five inch. They might have a chance. It's but. five inch, but there's twenty five of them. <laughs> twenty five of them, and then how many? There's twenty five of each.
4: No, no. There's one gorilla. One gorilla. But it's got the gorilla's got long swords,
2: and he is high as it's, fuck. He's high, on and fish he's high, scale he, color. He
4: was trained since a baby. Yeah. By you know a Japanese master. Yeah. Can I,
3: so, uh, can I ask a question that's yeah yeah uh, relevant um, <laughs> to this important topic? <laughs> is is this on pay per view? Yes. How much? It's like 57 bucks. 57? Okay. Yeah. So I, I have my answer. The winner is us, the Viewing yeah. public. That will be good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hmm. I think the Marines win. The Marines win. they're going to figure out some kind of tactic. I mean, right. the gorilla's just going at them, balls to the wall. I yeah. mean, red-eyed. Yeah. He gets dehydrated after a little time. <laughs> He snorted way too much fish scale cocaine. Right. He's just coming at them like a fucking lawnmower. Right. But they're not grass. They're a bunch of Marines. Yeah. 25 Marines? Maybe if it was like five Marines, I think the. You think five's a fair fight? Like gorilla they all... would have a chance. Right. Yeah, but the gorilla'd be dead. Maybe all five would be dead. That'll be all six dead.
4: That's what. What's a fair fight where everyone's dead
2: at the end? How I think many it'd be. Yeah, I think it'd be like four or five marines yeah. versus the gorilla.
4: Wow, you really think five marines could take on this guy? Dude,
2: marines, man, in a yeah. fighting situation, and I'm yeah. not just talking about U.S. marines. Like yeah. whoever the special ops guys are yeah, yeah. in any country that are well trained, those guys. Can kill multiple people
3: yep. silently. I actually think the two swords is a bit of a disadvantage. If he had one sword, you can use two hands. Yeah, maybe. The, well, the, he could the, drop yes. one.
2: He knows that how to use them better than I do. Obviously. That's, well, yeah. obviously he's a master too. So yeah. he's got the double whatever you would call yeah. them holsters. I yeah, guess yeah. for guns. He, but he's
4: got holsters. And the marines, they're just in their boxers. They're in their boxers. <laughs> <and> <laughs> they're and they totally just, nude. Yeah. No, no they're, body they're armor. Nude. And they're holding a <laughs> Bowie knife. That's but all. They, they are need. nude.
3: <laughs> they're nude. Nude. They're they're flopping. See, now the $57 seems a
2: bit—that's
3: <laughs> that's a really good deal. Yeah, see, I mean, definitely
2: the viewing public has won here. But yes. Yeah, especially the ladies, um, we're, some well-built Marines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. what is the date that this is broadcasting? i got to mark this on my I calendar. I know, I
4: know. That would be the Squid Game event. If I was the Squid Game guy and I had all that money to yeah. throw around, that's what I'd set up. <laughs> I don't need 456 dead people to be happy every year. I just need a few Marines with a gorilla that's been trained since birth. I do
3: love the picture of this coked-out gorilla, though. Just uh, How long does it take a gorilla to grow to 500 pounds? Like, I want to say 14 years. Uh, so it's, that's a bit of an investment. You're the looking time. at me like I yeah, have any frame of reference. I have no well, idea.
4: I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not Jane Goodall. I don't know. How long do gorillas live? I'm going to say... Thirty nine years?
3: How much cocaine can I Thirty nine test?
4: I'm gonna say thirty nine grams. <laughs> per per
2: hour? <laughs> yeah, right. How much cocaine do you need to get a full blown gorilla like that high for a while? But his
3: tolerance mightn't be high though? Uh, let's see. Uh, is, is, he, is he bumping
2: every day? Or is it... He bumps only during uh, fighting events where he gets to kill
4: people, which he does regularly.
2: <laughs> I thought this was the, the Dude, first one. Kevin, you kind of nailed that, man. 39? They say really? it's average 35 to 40 years. Wow. Holy moly.
3: You have yeah. thought about this?
2: Yeah. I've thought a lot about this. <laughs> he's, like, he's like the promo guy.
3: But this is a
4: setup. I've also thought about a team of the gorilla, and then you've got like uh, an eagle, but like the eagle is like armored. But it's just going for the marines' eyes. Like if, if the gorilla had like some extra team members, it'd be like an eagle and maybe a fox, you know? <laughs> why, why a fox?
2: <laughs> just to throw them off. Like why is there this fox? It could yeah. be. It could be a goat, you know. I don't know. But foxes have been coming up a lot on this show. Got the charm of foxes conversation we had. Did you know that a group of foxes is called a charm? Oh, I have heard that. I that's love that stuff. An, that's amazing.
3: Can yeah. A, can a can a turtle shell withstand anthrax? You no. Know? <laughs> Because I'm just thinking, you could strap a bomb to the turtle. The turtle goes inside its shell. Nobody notices the turtle going up <laughs> yeah, the field. It's, like, it's, he's, nobody he's, sees it coming.
2: He's just kind of plobbling along. You know, yeah. he's just kind of plodding. And uh, they don't even notice him. Like, oh, what is that little lump there? And then
3: BOOM! Well, I mean, I suppose if the gorilla raised the turtle. It could raise it for the sole purpose of becoming, like, a jihadi suicide. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, your whole purpose is... Jihadi turtle, rated R. (laughs) Now, wait a second.
2: I've got a question about the other characters here. Now, we had the gorilla. We know what he's armed with. But there was, like, an eagle and a fox. What do you arm them with? How do you train them? I mean, the eagle...
4: I think the eagle is going to have its claws, but they're going to be, like, reinforced with some titanium or something. Okay. So it's just for the eye gouge from above kind, yeah, of, okay. kind of approach.
2: But not just their regular claws. I mean, some serious, no, yeah, like, yeah. if you even touch the edge of this yeah. blade, you're bleeding.
4: Yeah, exactly. The yeah. wolverine.
3: What's that called? Yeah. Titanium. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, no, it's
4: not titanium. It's vibranium. What's no, the, no, no, no.
3: Uh, Ad- adamantium
2: or something, isn't it? I
4: don't
3: know. You guys are looking at me yeah, like I... you're the nerd. Yeah, well, I thought was the, I'm a Star I thought Wars was nerd. I it the Wakanda
2: medal. Is it not the Wakanda medal? <laughs> I have no idea. I've never been really into the Marvel verse. I've never uh, been a big comic book like reader it. or anything like that. Mm. I love how you guys both looked at me, though. It's like, oh, well, let's Hot ask Star right Wars here. asshole over there. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I don't know. It'd be a good fight, though. What a TV event. Yeah. Yeah. I what still a, think
4: five is not enough for a fair fight. I think you need... 8 at least. Really?
3: I say. Huh. I don't know cuz with the two swords, the, like if you've sort of flanked the gorillas, yeah, yeah. it's, it's fucked very quickly Look, like.
4: Yeah. They're all experts though. They're all mavens. I know that's a word on the show. They're all <laughs> mavens.
2: He listens. He did. Wow.
4: I You're can't like the first guest that. that
3: actually listens to the show. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's amazing. He's a maven of violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh I'm going to go with the Marines for sure. Okay. But actually, in reality, the viewing public Public and also our slouch towards Gomorrah and Armageddon going that much faster after that TV event. Just the race to the bottom goes that much quicker. So what's the next question, brother? Next question, the family
4: secret. So for some reason, your parents or your grandparents told you when you were a child, you know, this is a family secret and maybe you've respected that secret up until now but, <laughs> but given the benefit of time you, given the benefit of time you now recognize this is just some silly stupid bullshit or you know or maybe not even a family secret but it maybe felt like a family secret to you
2: like when you got told and you were like a kid yeah yeah okay
4: yeah like i don't know if it's like the drunk aunt or the uncle who's in the insane asylum or <laughs> yeah it could which, be anybody whichever any brother number. went to jail
2: yeah right but,
4: but you know, like, uh I don't know. Like, I, I had like an uncle who was like, I had a great uncle who like was one of the people who started Alcohol Anonymous or something. And like, I like never heard about him until like someone like threw that comment offhanded at me one day. I was like, oh, what? what? That seems something to be impressed about. I'd like to know more about that. You <laughs> right. Know? Or like my dad was in Vietnam, but never, like ever yeah, ever would mention
2: anything about it, you know. That's kind of how the dynamic goes in my family too, where like something amazing gets mentioned at like a family reunion or something that you didn't know. Right. And they just mention it like totally blase. You've got to be like, wait a second, hold on, what? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, it's I mean, amazing. I mean, the Vietnam stuff's not that impressive. I've been to Vietnam too. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, the street
2: kids are pretty aggressive. They are. They I, are. Yeah, Look out! Fuck
3: Vietnam. <laughs>
2: yeah, we've got to get into something for you to slag off. Correct. And
3: I felt like I hadn't done enough.
2: Congratulations, Vietnam. You are our country that Ashin slags off this week. So, what's the,
3: so the question is, do we have any family
4: secret? Yeah, secrets? what's the family secret?
2: Family secret? I don't know, but one thing that got mentioned multiple times when I was a kid was that an old ancestor of ours donated land to what is now the University of Notre Dame. Okay. He had, like, a big farm, and they were setting it up, so he just donated part of his plot to what later became the University of Notre Dame. And people would just say it, like, blasé, you know, and I'd be like, after I got to, like, my teenage years, I was like, what is that? What, what are you talking about? So that would be under the impressive column. One thing that would be unimpressive that I only learned way later was that, like, my, I think my great-great-grandfather, I think he was in World War I, and he came back. And they said he had a shaving accident and he died. I think mm. he slid his own throat oh, yeah. and committed suicide. Mm. So they're saying it with this euphemism like, oh, yeah, Pappy, you know, slid his own, th- you know, he didn't. they didn't say that. He committed suicide. They'd say right. like, oh, yeah, shaving accident. And, you know, everybody's like, yeah, okay, shaving accident. But, you know, when you're a kid, you don't pick right, up on right, this stuff. Right.
3: So, yeah, that's a big one. Huh. I thought when you mentioned World War One, I, I thought you were going to be like he came back, and it turns out he fought for the Germans. <laughs> that's
4: exactly where I thought you were going. <laughs>
2: what
3: I thought it was cool. Yeah, yeah.
2: Turns out he, uh, yeah, he came back with kind of a pointy helmet and you know a portrait of the Kaiser.
3: Um, my family are so good at secrets; I've never heard of any. See, so that's, that's impressive. That's how it's done. That's the impressive thing about my family.
2: Yeah. See, secret is a secret. That's when, that's that's the real Irish secrecy there.
3: Correct. I mean. You know, there would be a lot of secrets to him, sure. The, the era that all my uncles and my dad grew up in in the north of Ireland. You've There's, just got to be privy to the moment
2: when they've learned it. And then it's like, nobody's ever talking about this again.
3: Well, I'm, I'm only 27 now, so they, they still don't know if they can trust me. <laughs> they're still feeling me out to see. All, I could be a
2: snitch. They're only going to be able to trust you after you join the club.
3: Correct. Ding! Yeah. Well, I hope Hopefully. <laughs> I have partly my dad listen, so <laughs> yeah. let, fingers let crossed me, let me in on the secrets now
2: Kevlar what about you
4: me yeah the family secret yeah I mean that's all I got was like the alcohol anonymous thing and and like the Vietnam stuff, like it just reminded me of the Vietnam mm, stuff. Okay. Like my dad would like say one offhanded comment every nine years or so, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. like oh that reminds me of when I flew from Alaska to Vietnam and this happened. Like wait what? Wait the v- you've never said that word, you know? Yeah. So that, that's all I could think of. Hmm. But it's not like a secret. It's like everyone knows, you know?
2: Yeah. Kind of an everyone knows story, at least when they reach a certain age, yeah. in my father's side of the family, is my grandfather was a radio man in the war in the Pacific versus oh. Japan. So he comes back, and they have a big dinner for him, you know? <laughs> I mean, they have this big event. Now, he's used to, of course, swearing like a sailor this entire past few years that he's been in the service, right? So he doesn't really say anything. He doesn't have to give a big speech. They're just starting dinner. And uh, the first thing he says at the table, I mean, it's like grandparents, cousins, kids. I mean, there's like 20 people at this
3: table. Could you please pass the fucking butter? <laughs> just right off the bat. <gasps> so I, do, you know, uh, do you know in um, TV shows there's like this trope where they do they do an episode in the past and it's the same actor? that'll play someone from the past I just got a vision of like you basically doing the radio show but you've got all wartime fucking thing <laughs> yeah. on, and the, it's yeah. colour the grainy colour I mean my Navy you're listening
2: to Den-O yeah. yeah. Dateline 1945 <laughs> we're just back from the Pacific War <laughs> <laughs> talking shite all night back at home in Chicago talking shine all night Yeah. <laughs> I
3: mean, Irish people weren't allowed on the radio back then so
2: I've always wondered that we've talked about this on the podcast before right did people really talk like that back in the day? Like, oh, the hey, old, Kevin, yeah, how you doing today? Thing. How's business? How's things? See? <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. That seems like they like, must not
4: have. Or that one in a hundred. That it was just know. like a broadcasting cadence? Yeah, it was cadence. just like one broadcasting guy did it and they said, let's try to talk like that. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> this sounds good. Yeah, let's, let's do this all the time. I love how that voice sounds. <laughs> also, they, they could have been on reams of cocaine because like, it was used. It was prescribed for things, wasn't it? Back yeah. Then? So they could have just been so coked up. They're like, <laughs> "Yeah, so excited to tell you the news, see? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just a little too jazzed about the <laughs> new Chancellor
2: of Germany. I'm the king of the world. <laughs> My ideas are great. So you had a family member that started... Or, like, co-founded? Well, was kind of a co-founder of
4: AA. But, you know, I guess, like, there's also, like, the shame of maybe being an alcoholic in the family. But it seems like such an impressive feat because of what it's become today. Because I've had, like, multiple friends. Uh They're, like, in every city in the world, like an AA thing. Like, Uh I think it started in Akron, Ohio or something. It's huge, yeah. It's, like, a gigantic thing. It's weird to think that even started in the last
2: century. But but nobody talks about it because he was a raging alcoholic before that. That's the only thing that, like, inspired it. (laughs) Right. I love that. That sounds like something that would happen to my family. Like, he starts this amazing group that has helped millions of people worldwide, and nobody talks about it because, well, yeah. he was a little too much yeah. on the sauce before that.
4: I, th- I think another part is I have such a big family, you know? I got, like, 28 cousins. Yeah. So, like, a great a great uncle, whatever. Right. Like, that guy's so far <laughs> removed from me. He might
2: as well be a Wikipedia page anyways that I don't know about. You know? <laughs> I love that, man. That is outstanding. All right. Any further questions we have, Maestro? I
4: I have one more for you. Okay. Last last one. Okay. I'm
2: sure this will be pretty straightforward.
4: (laughs) You got that wrong. (laughs) So this one's called I Got That Wrong. So has, has this ever happened to you? It's kind of a tell me about, you know? So this is a time when you totally misread a situation, either because you were drunk, high, sleep deprived, or you were just were having some sort of weird hallucination. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't know if I need to prime the prompt here with my own story. It would mm-hmm. help you, but I could go into my own story where I completely misread a situation. Well, we was, already was had the same same uh, story. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Are you just going to add to the initial no, no, no. story this is with a further di- details? This is a completely different story. <laughs> this is completely Al-
1: different
3: the alternate story. ending yeah. to that story.
2: Yeah, no, this is, uh, this
4: is the prequel. So okay. tell us. This, is, this happened recently at a twosome, like in the last few months, right? a On what? It? A, a, a twosome coffee okay. Oh, okay Because I usually call it <laughs> Not, Twosome
3: like Sleeping with my wife <laughs> Right, 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 yeah. right, right. Monogamy
4: <laughs> So I make these Crossword puzzles I like to design Crossword puzzles Yeah, and yeah. Make them. yeah And I'm making one And I'm deep in thought In one of these Side private study rooms In a twosome You know how some of them Have your own little Private room Yeah, yeah, right A little right. glass box I'm in one of those And I'm concentrating Very deeply of Trying to figure out How to make all the words Connect well, right? Yeah uh-huh. And all of a sudden Out of the corner of my eye, I see a disembodied head roll on the floor in the room next to me. And that was disturbing enough. But then it begins to float up by itself, detached, at the window, Uh staring at me. And then, that was scary, but then it starts to move through the window and come at me. And I start... Screaming like
2: Terminator coming I start through the bars, screaming
4: yeah. bloody murder, <laughs> like a total freak out not like a one scream, but like a repetitive, ha, ha, like over and over again. At the top of my lungs, the whole the whole Tuesday was like frozen and like, what is happening to that guy?
2: Are you sure you weren't mid coitus? I mean, with that, with the way you scream, I mean, it's... <laughs>
4: that was,
2: well... I, I gotta check out
3: some Coffee, yeah. whatever the fuck's in that,
2: yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you were just seeing this. Now, this is right in front of you
3: or out of the this corner of your right eye? This is right in side
4: of your eye. Well, it starts at the corner with the rolling head. Uh-huh. And then I turn to it and it starts coming through the glass at me, <laughs> staring at me, open mouth agape, right? Yeah. And I and I had no idea what's happening. I feel like I've entered another dimension, you know? Mm and i'm screaming and then finally i like i like snap out of it and there's like this little girl like not even 2 years old on the other side of the window looking up at me in terror yeah. at this screaming man <laughs> <laughs> like, And then she goes running, crying to her mother. Then her mother comes charging in <laughs> to the room, <laughs> yelling at me. And I'm like, no, with nothing to defend myself. I just screamed at a child, not even two, <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. You know? Oh, my for God. No, she must have thought I was totally psychotic. Like, the only thing that's weird about is that she came at me. You know, like, I would have been like, oh, that guy's, like, really mentally disturbed. But like she was like, you yelled at my kid. I'm mad at you. You shouldn't have done that. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I in know, English? I'm sorry. No, no. She's yelling at me in Korean.
2: Yeah, yeah. right. I mean, in the moment, you... Obviously, were pretty psychotic. I well, mean. yeah. I mean, I think. So.
4: I mean, like, I think at the corner, I, I like made up a story because I was deep in thought, and then as I turned, looking right at it, and like she must have been crawling up or something, and I didn't expect anyone in that room because no one was in there, and I just made it up. There was it was just all like, like made up. Yeah, just floating disembodied head coming through the window. It's like horrifyingly embarrassing. <laughs> I like immediately had to leave. I wanted to immediately leave the room. And right. Leave the but she was, like, parked outside, and so I just, like, sat there for an hour waiting for her to leave, because I didn't want to walk by her. Oh, my God. So I was just trapped going, oh, my God. And I've never, <laughs> I've never had any, like, hallucination like that before or anything. I wasn't, like, on anything. You know, it just, like, totally just happened to me, and it felt very real, and yeah, it was so
2: bizarre. That is bizarre. Yeah. I've had these waking moments, like, right after I wake up, and apparently this is kind of a common thing I've talked to a few people about.
3: No, you're totally insane.
2: Yeah, well, that's already known. Yes. So it's like you're sitting there, you're kind of laying there in bed, and like your vision is kind of like projecting. It almost feels like your vision is like bouncing forward and then bouncing forward and bouncing forward again, till it's like you're able to... Focus like on a granular level, and it almost feels like a waking dream or mm. something like that. It always happens to me right after I wake up. Like whatever you're staring at, it just keeps focusing in further and further till you're down to like this minuscule, minute level. It's really weird. Wow. Yeah.
4: I never had that.
2: It's strange, man. It <laughs> I, it's only happened to me probably like three times in my life that I can remember. But it's almost like a waking dream,
4: mm.
2: and it feels great. <laughs> like, it's amazing. Like, it's kind of like your mind is, like, able to project or something. Like, it feels like you're bouncing forward, like, a few feet every single time. And then it'll come back, and then you'll do it again. It's really strange.
3: Can I just say, I've I've never felt like the most seen person in a room Yeah, before. So this is actually quite a nice experience for me.
2: <laughs> Thank yeah. you, guys. Yeah, well, leave it to a couple good old boys from the Midwest to really <laughs> help you feel your sanity. <laughs> but, yeah. Now, on that uh, related subject, um, have you guys ever had, like, a lucid dream where you're able oh, to yeah. control the dream?
3: No. I, for a while, I wanted to lucid dream, so I looked up, I think it was a WikiHow thing, and I told you, but it was a lot of work. Like, you have to, <laughs> like, you genuinely have to record all of your dreams when you wake up, and then you have to train yourself to do that.
2: Yeah, I found that just, like, thinking about, okay, I'm going to sleep. I want to be, like, active-minded in my dream so that I can control it. Because lucid dreams are amazing. If you realize it's just a dream in the dream, it's just like, the world is yours, man. It's amazing.
4: Yeah, I've done it. Yeah, I've done it before. Yeah. yeah, But you had to work at it, right? Like, I couldn't do it every night because you have to, like, you have to kind of, like, think about it or write about, what like, what you had the dream before and write for a few days. But, yeah, I had one where I realized I'm in a dream. I want to fly. Oh, good. I can fly. But I did, felt like I never had total control. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it would slip in and out of like the dream's power versus mine. Like I wanted to fly, but then I lost control of where I was going. Mm. Or I wanted to like go into a room with beautiful women, and but then it all turned into old men. You know, something <laughs> like that. Like I created a room full of people, but yeah. not quite what I was going
2: for. Yeah. You look through the window. It's like a bunch of beautiful women. You get through the door. It's like a bunch of yeah. like elder samurais, and right. <laughs> sumo wrestlers and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you've never had one?
3: No, not that I know of. I mean, generally, I forget my dreams, unless there's something I do too. Very, I do, too. Uh, if there's, like, during a stressful time, for instance, mm. I'll wake up more often, and I'll remember the dreams, because, obviously, there's, like, the cycles of sleep, and I must have been in the proper cycle, you know? Mm. I mean, this is I'm pretty boring when it comes to dreams. <laughs> yeah. So if you want my input, let's <laughs> talk about That's why you're myself. not remembering
2: them, man. It's just like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, just a very boring guy. I remember guy.
3: going to a store... I don't know.
2: Bought a Snickers bar.
3: That was a good dream. <laughs> good dream. Was a good dream. <laughs> and <laughs> Just, then I, the lots of nougat, caramel. Ooh. The brilliant thing about like having dreams that are grounded in reality is you can make that happen very easily if you have yes the right amount of money. But it's a terrible dream if you don't have that amount of money because <laughs> then do you know it's taunting you. you know what I
2: mean? uh, yeah, lucid dreams are the best, man. I try to. You can't do it every night, and it's not like you actively think about it. And then you can do it. But if you actively think about it as much as you can, you'll have them. They're amazing, but yeah, you've never been able to con- to Not maintain control
4: control. No, I feel like I, it would slip out. Really? Yeah. I've heard you can do it more often if you get like a, some sort of glasses that do a flashing light and then you remember if you feel a flashing light while you're dreaming uh, like okay. that will say, Oh yeah, you're gonna dream, you can you have control.
2: Like the glasses like, during REM sleep yeah, will yeah. flash and then you're like, Oh, I s okay. You yeah, see yeah. the flashing in your dream.
3: Yeah. Oh, uh, how much are those? I don't know.
2: <laughs> Five million one.
3: <sighs> yeah.
4: Is that right out of your price range? Absolutely <laughs> out of my price range.
3: Just, just <laughs> well, outside you know, of it. I owes me five million one because I jinxed them. Yeah, uh,
2: it's true. So actually, I'm you can just, just buy get me it back. You know, they're like fifteen bucks. Yeah. You can buy.
3: Yeah, well, if you buy me them, then we're we're square. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call that quits. <laughs> well, that's a fair deal, Dana.
2: Yeah. Well, we'll think about it. We'll think about it. Well, Kevlar, man, thanks for joining us on yeah, the show. Yeah. Outstanding stuff today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for taking the bus down from John I mean. On the way back, I guess I'll give you a ride back to the pod. I would appreciate tonight. that. <laughs> that is standing, and yeah, good luck with the perplexed Pat. Okay, definitely go and check that out. Uh, look for it on your podcast uh, servers and all that type of stuff. But Kevin Nikolai, man, I great to have it. you with us. I love you. Oh, Daniel Springer, I love you too. Okay, we all used right. to say that all the time in the <laughs> foyer at yeah. Kaplan. It got a little weird, yeah. and,
3: I, and I'm also. Here. It was
2: like our daily affirmation. <laughs>
3: I love you, Kevin. <laughs>
2: I love you too, Daniel. I love
4: you, Daniel oh, Sprague friends Our, our Daniel Chicago friends
2: You know, like our little, like, uh, students from other countries Daniel and Kevin Gay? No? Uh, boyfriend? Girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> I felt like there was so much
4: cluelessness on, on uh, homosexuality with a lot of my students that Yeah. Like, there'd be, like, a gay guy in class, and, like, the homophobic students, like, wouldn't catch on, and they would say stuff. I don't know. Yeah. That, that seemed to happen, that like, definitely more went down than a you would have thought in
2: Chicago. Like, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I mean, they're from, they're from all yeah. over Brazil and Japan and yeah. Korea and all that type of stuff. But, anyways, thanks for joining us now. All I've right. got one more tune to close it out. We're coming upon Christmas, you know, or at least we're in the Christmas and New Year's season here. I'm not sure when I'm going to edit this to give a look <laughs> to the curtain. But uh, we're going to end it off with something soft. And this is from The Day the Laughter Died, which is something I listen to a lot. And it's one of the dirtiest, most anti-comedy double CDs in history by <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay. But he ends off with this absolutely terrible song. And we're going to play that to end and give you a little bit of holiday anti-cheer. So, pardon my French. And uh, this has been Dano and Sanchez talking shite all night. Goodbye.
0: Goop. Now give me like a nice, soft, soft. Because, you know, I, I do want to thank all of you for coming in here. And uh, I know maybe I said a few things that were... Uh, Maybe a tinge of color. You know, I mean, I accused you of fucking your daughters. You know, I didn't mean that. I don't know if you're fucking them. I'm not there. I mean, I haven't peeped since I looked in my aunt's window when I was a kid you wouldn't really fuck your daughters. Maybe you'd let them jerk you off. Who knows? But that's not my business. So maybe you eat her ass. Who put her through school? You know what I mean? I can understand it. Maybe she walks around and a Calvin's creeping so far up her ass it's wiping up pancreas. You're sitting on your chair in the living room. Your prick is hard like steel. Nobody's looking. You drop a load. Who cares? That's what family's all about. Jacob. And the people from Texas, they came to New York to have a nice vacation. And all I'm telling him is to use her like some kind of receptacle. To shoot his load in her face on her back in an hour. Get it? I didn't mean that. I love Texas. I fuck a lot of girls in Texas. <laughs> and you, Dunsky, I didn't mean that. You're a nice guy. You don't have to fuck your, your girlfriend's friend. You should fuck her. Come on, you know you want to chomp away on that little slice of hers. But that's your business. Maybe you'll just drive her home and you'll go home and just think about her and jerk off. Whatever makes you happy. And Janet. Janet the divorcee. I don't care if she blows you. She should love you. Suck his dick till the veins are blue. Suck his dick till you take his goo. Merry, merry Christmas. Pull his prick. Slap his balls. Eat his ass till your tongue is brown (laughs) Merry Merry Christmas Shoot your wad high in the sky sprinkle it all around Give her some, give her two. Double loads for you and you and you. Merry, 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 merry. Merry Christmas to you. It's time to go. I've got to shoot my goo. Take care.